0: Most people learn about themselves only once they've been tested. Today, we talk to a man who has over 5,000 miles of lessons learned on the Fat Man's Guide podcast. Chapter 10, Cole Burke. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Fat Man's Guide. Before we get going, again, I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, ask that you please comment, like, subscribe, and if you could, go to iTunes and leave us a review. And I don't want to have to beg for it, but I would really like to have five stars. Um, I'm going to get right into today. day. I'm super pumped for my interview. Uh, today, we're going to be talking to Cole Burke, uh, who is just a normal, everyday guy, um, who one day said, you know what, I'm going to go hike the Appalachian Trail. Uh, and if you know anything about me, you know I love hiking, and I uh, am super pumped to get him on here to talk about uh, the Appalachian Trail. But not only did he do that, he joined a very even uh, more uh, elite group of individuals who not only have done the Appalachian Trail, but he decided he also wanted to do the Pacific Coast Trail. And so, we're going to get a chance to talk to him about both. Now here's the one thing about it, our interview went on for quite a while because both of us could talk hiking all day. And so what I did is I broke it up into two episodes. In our first episode, Chapter 10, we're going to be talking about uh, what it was that got him into deciding to hike the AT, um, some of the lessons that he learned about himself uh, on, on uh, the AT hiking, and uh, and again, what the what hiking the AT was really kind of like. So without further ado, here's Cole Burke. All right. Hey, uh, so today we've got uh, Cole Burke on uh, the, the episode, and I'm, I'm really glad that you're on. Um Cole is uh he's he's a local guy from uh, uh where where I live here in Warren County uh, PA. And one of the reasons I brought Cole on is uh he's I'm super jealous of this dude, right? Anyone who knows me knows that I absolutely love hiking. Got my A100 uh shirt on today. Um I absolutely love hiking. And Cole um has done for any of us who are hiking fans He's gotten a chance to do what all us want to do, which is hike one of the long distance trails. In particular, he's actually done two of them. He's, you know, uh, you know, he's he's hiked the A one, A one hundred. He's hiked the uh, the AT, the Appalachian Trail. He's also hiked the PCT, the Pacific Crest Trail. And uh, so I got a hold of him, and he was nice enough to come on. I just wanted to talk to him about, you know, some of the things that he learned on the trail, how cool of an experience it was. Um, so I'm just going to start right up with it, Cole. Um, what what first got you into thinking that you wanted to hike? Because you, you did the AT first, and right. uh, and that's that's kind of the normal procedure for a lot of people. For those who don't know, the the uh, the AT gets about three thousand people a year who attempt it. About twenty five percent succeed. I mean, it's it's. I think it also shows how many people don't really know what they're getting into when they do it. What got you into the AT, and and maybe uh, not along with that. Um, what did you learn in those first you know, the first four or five weeks?
1: Well, the kind of like started all off. It was like years before I actually hiked. I was just on like YouTube and I love documentaries. And I came across this National Geographic one and it was called the Appalachian Trail. I was like, what's that? Like,
0: I knew about the Appalachian Mountains. I mean, you know what? R- I'm going to stop you right there because that is the exact same documentary. And I think 20, 2010, I watched it and I'm like, this is something I want to do. Right. Yeah, I, I know. So I know exactly which one you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. So I I
1: watched that and it's like an hour long or something like that. And I just like, I just stared at my computer for an hour straight and just like got totally lost in it. And then after that, it kind of just snowballed. I, I researched everything I could about the Appalachian Trail. And it was so interesting that there was a path from Georgia to Maine and people walk it and just live outside for five months. And I love being outside and hunting, fishing, and all that other stuff. And so I just kinda researched it, read some stuff on it and never thought I'd actually do it. It was just something interesting to read about. And uh I I used to look up gear and like if I ever did go, you know, what would I what would I pack and you know, the logistics of everything and uh So fast forward a few years, you know, I graduate from college, I start working, uh, doing uh, x-rays and CAT scans at various places. I didn't get a full-time job right away. So I had like three different like part-time jobs here and there. And then I got a full-time job at the hospital in Jamestown, New York. But then I kept on the other jobs that, you know, try and get money, pay off the student loans and... I just like burnt myself out. Like I was working all different shifts. I'd have to make sure I went to the right hospital. And you know, I was just not a happy guy. I didn't, I knew something had to change, but I didn't know what, should I move somewhere? What should I do? And then I actually read a book. Uh, I'm going to do a little advertising here. It's called hiking through by Paul Stutzman. And so he in this book he lost his wife to breast cancer and he needed a change he worked at a successful restaurant as manager went out there it changed his life I was like well maybe I'm on to something here you know maybe I could do this dream but I'm like I can't just quit my job and leave everything for five months I'm like and then it just kept weighing on my mind I'm like I need a sign of some sort and then I just like got so stressed and anxious every time I went to work that it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I'm like, I I think I need to do this. I think I need to try something new. And you know, if I fail, I fail. At least I know, you know, I gave it a shot. So that was like five years after I watched that documentary. Mm -hmm. And then, so I talked to my mother, she's a saint. I explained it and she's like, I think you should do it. So I was like, holy smokes. Like somebody actually thinks I should go do this. My dad, a little different story on him. He's more realistic and, you know, you know, parents, I guess. But uh, so the the plan was in motion. And, you know, I talked to people at work and I was like my manager and stuff. And I was like, you know, I think I'm going to do this. And I'm like, I'll let you know in a couple months. And this is like December or something. So at the first of the year I told him, hey, I'm going to do this. And you know i gave him my last day i started the trail on april 3rd and my last day at work was like april 1st so mm-hmm. i worked right up to the end but long story short you know i just burnt myself out and needed a change and you know the appalachian trail just kept calling to me so
0: you know I, and, and i, I was going to ask this question later but you've already opened up the little pandora's box I know that when I, when I really got into it, and unfortunately I haven't got to do the big trails yet. And honestly with COVID there was a part of me thinking, cause you know, I coach football, which means right, I, right. I have no vacation. I have no life. And I was just joking <laughs> with someone this morning that um, if for some reason, and I don't want to see that happen because I, I love coaching football, but if for some reason that they weren't going to let me do anything this summer going into the fall, uh, you know, it's going to be real <laughs> hard for me not to go out there and at least start a section. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, because the thing is, the first time I went out when I, I section hiked um, the Pennsylvania North Country Trail, so I did 231 miles, and I told everyone, and I was I was fat, uh, I was stressed like you, and it, this is what kind of strikes me is, I was so stressed with work, I was so stressed with life. I remember watching that documentary, and I told my wife, God love her, but I told my wife, I need to do that, and she looked at me, she goes, you couldn't, you couldn't do that, and I'm like, what? <laughs> You because know, for me, at my point, I was in my early 30s. I remember, mm-hmm. you know, being this guy when I was, you know, 20, 21, 22. I mean, I could take on the friggin' world. You know what I mean? And and all of a sudden, now you have this thing. Where you got four kids. You got the weight of the world on you. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different, but it's exactly the same. Right. And, and I had this thing where she's like, I mean, you, look at you, you. Physically, you couldn't do it. And it actually drove me to make life changes so I could get on that trail. And when I did, I told everyone I'm like, I need to have a window, you know, cause I'm coaching football. I'm like 10 days. And everyone's like, you're not hiking 230 plus miles in 10 days. And I'm like, really? <laughs> Guess what? And, 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 and I pushed myself a little too hard, but I made it right. I made, right. I even had a rest day in there cause I was hurting so bad. Um, but, but when I did it, Being out for 10 days, it was only 10 days. You were out there for 150-some on that trail?
1: 150 days, exactly. 150
0: days. What do you learn? Because, you—you okay, so life stress pushed you to the trail. Mm -hmm. And and, And a lot of people do this. They may not do the long trails. So even hikers who do short trails can appreciate this. Your life stress pushed you to the trail. What did you learn? I mean, for me, just that 10 days changed my entire life. It changed my entire life and perspective on the world, where I was, what I was doing, what kind of a man I was. What did that trail do for you?
1: Well, I mean, I feel like the first 10 days is like the hardest part because you just mm-hmm. get thrown into it and you, you have so much to learn. You know, you can set your tent up in the backyard, you know, as much as you want, but until you're setting your tent up in a windstorm and a thunder and lightning storm uh-huh. and everything's wet, you know, you really, you really don't know. and like as far as training goes I didn't have it you know it was winter here in Pennsylvania so I'm like the best training I could do is throw some weights in a backpack and hike up and down the mountain I live on but other than that you know I mean you're not going to be prepared so you get thrown into it and you have all these aches and pains and blisters and you're kind of scared because you're in the middle of the woods and you don't know anybody and you don't know where the roads are and um, yeah, the first couple of weeks, it was just, it was pretty rough. You know, I mean, the first day it was pouring down the rain, or pouring down rain. The second day was hot and sunny. I got sunburnt and dehydrated. And then the third day, it snowed. Mm-hmm.
0: So it was like, I got classic Georgia, Tennessee yeah. type stuff up in the mountains.
1: I just couldn't believe it was snowing in Georgia. And I'm like, so I got like the trifecta of challenges right off the bat, but, and then the mountains there, I mean, my knees killed me. I had like <laughs> color tendonitis pretty bad. And I was hobbling up and down these mountains and I was like, Holy smokes. I'm not even a hundred miles in and I'm like dying here.
0: Well, and you, you know what really struck me about that was um, when I finally got a chance a couple of summers ago to take my family on our first real vacation growing up on a farm. I've never actually been on a vacation between farming and coaching I've never taken more than three days off to do anything other than that 10 day hike. So we went we, like, if we're gonna have a family vacation, we're going to Tennessee. And my wife was like, you're going to the Smoky mountains. And of course <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm going to Smoky mountains and we we're going to go to Clingman's dome. I'm like, I'm going to, so I had one of my happiest moments is when I took a picture there at Clingman's dome, the highest point on the trail. Yeah. Right there in front of the sign. I was so like, someday I'm doing this. But if you've never been down there, you don't understand just like how much that chain of mountains just springs out of nowhere. It's like, yeah. I, I'm sitting there as we're as we're going up to claim his dome. I'm like, oh my goodness, this hiking's gonna suck. This is gonna be terrible. I mean, it's no, you know, still white mountains up there, I suppose, but right. That's still pretty intense. Yeah. So, so yeah, so like the first, you know, you said that like the first ten days is the toughest, and statistically speaking, that's where a lot of people quit right off the bat. Yeah, um, they quit
1: before they even leave Georgia, which is eighty miles. Mm-hmm. A lot of people drop out. So, yeah, it's, it's,
0: it's, it's, it's definitely something where you learn a lot about yourself um, because you're in that. And and like you said, you know um, you know, I remember my first day on my short hike, which again, doesn't really compare, but the idea of it does, because I'm like, I'm getting 25 miles today. You know, it's just here in, you know, Allegheny mountains. I mean, you, you most your, your biggest climbs are six, 700 feet, you know, per, per mile. And, um, uh, and I remember after that first day, my, my buddy, Jeremy, if he's listening, will remember this moment. I, I passed out on a log, you know? And, uh, and he's like, dude, what what, what do you want to do? And I come back, he's like, you okay? I'm like, we're setting up a tent. And, and I didn't have enough water. We were on top of a mountain. There was no water. And th- these are like things that you don't think about when you're out right. there. Right. And I remember like Pat, you're like that night I'm sitting in my tent. I hear porcupines scream for the first time. They sound like little babies dying yeah. and you're like, Oh my God, what's out here. And, uh, and and I remember, I remember the next morning I was so dehydrated and I'm a big dude, you know, I'm like really dehydrated. Everything hurts. I've got a slig of water in the bottom. I'm like, I don't want to waste it. Cause we still got, we, we aren't even to the top of this hill yet. And I'm like, I don't know where the next water is. And I get out and I see all this dew on the tent. Right. And I'm like, yeah. So I, I'm licking dew off my tent, um, <laughs> is that the type of stuff that you experienced as well where you're like, I I didn't realize who I was and what I was willing to do at any given, like you find out about yourself.
1: You really do. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that's true. I mean, the first, there was plenty of water for the most part on the Appalachian trail, but like my first full day of hiking was like the really sunny and hot day. And I was just like, so excited to like be hiking. I just kind of forgot about eating. I kind of, I didn't drink enough. And by the time I got to camp, I was like, like, it was kind of it was scary, because I didn't even have enough energy to set up my tent. I just laid on the ground. And I was like, I got to drink, I got to eat something. And so I just started chugging water. And I lay there for probably an hour, an hour and a half before I could even move to like, Mm -hmm. set up my tent. And I was like, well, that was stupid. And especially being like working in a hospital people come in dehydrated all the time i'm like what? just drink some water and then here i am laying on the ground like an idiot
0: but yeah um, uh, and, and and you know i think one of the things too that i learned real early on when i got into hiking is I, i'm most people who watch my videos now i'm pretty cheap on gear there's one thing i'm not cheap on is footwear um because mm-hmm. obviously yeah. that's key but you know i don't know if people really appreciate hitting day after day after day of those like you know, really hard climbs or high mile days that mm-hmm. when you sit down, your feet hurt so bad that you literally have no interest in getting back up and even making food at that point or making a yeah. fire. Cause you're like, no, my feet hurt so bad. I'm just going to sit here and I'll maybe I'll just pass out and I'll wake up yeah. tomorrow morning.
1: <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Uh, I had blisters at the beginning too. It kind of didn't really figure out my footwear a hundred percent, but uh, yeah. But once, you know, after the first week or two, you kind of, like, you figure out, like, what to do and things not to do. And then you kind of, like, settle into it, you know. And it's not that it's easy after that, not that you don't hurt, but you've learned so much in that short amount of time that it really does help me. I feel like people that quit, you know, a lot of people that quit in the first 100 miles, they have injuries that they can't overcome or they're, it's just not for them. But I feel like if you can like push past that point and like start to heal up, you know, it takes, it takes a while for your body to realize what you're doing day after day. You know, you're not sitting down for 10 hours a day anymore. You're hiking for 12 hours a day and you're sleeping on the, you know, the cold hard ground every night and your body's going to have to adjust to it. So once you can, you know, get adjusted to that and, you know, your body's like, okay, let's do this. Let's, let's keep going. So,
0: so it's a mental
1: thing and it's a physical thing for sure.
0: So, cause, and, and I, I already told you that, unfortunately, I think I, I could do four of these episodes because I have so many things I want to talk to you about. And I think a lot of things people would love to hear about. So I'm going to kind of jump around. Um, yeah. but, but you, you just talked about how much you, you get into the grind and I, even in my 10 day hike, I can remember that where I think back to my last day, man i was hurting had really bad shit well i thought they were shin splints i ended up finding out they were stress fractures um, yeah. so i was i was taping up what i thought were shin splints my legs were swollen and i oh. and i remember just grinding mile after mile after mile and I, I kept a journal i told my wife that like that first couple days of that journal it's just like you said it's like oh i don't even know what the hell i'm doing out here this is crazy this that and everything else and by the end of it you almost become zen like you start accepting the pain accepting yep. everything else and you just mile after mile, you just put one foot in front of the other. And, right. um, and so do, do you think that when you came back to the world, that that helped you? Because remember, you, you said you went to work, you got overstressed and, and everything else. Do you feel that that new view of yourself and how far you could push yourself past uncomfortable? Do you think that helped you when you came back?
1: Absolutely. I mean, it was, I always say the hardest part about hiking the Appalachian Trail was getting the courage to quit my job, leave everything and go like follow a dream. So once I finished the Appalachian Trail and it was like the the greatest thing in my life, I was like, well, what's, what's holding me back now? Like, I'm not scared to try something else. I'm not scared to try new things and go, you know, out of my comfort zone. Like, I mean, it worked out. I had the best five months of my life. I'm like, and then on top of not being scared to do stuff, it was, I realized how happy I could be with almost nothing. Like mm-hmm. I lived out of a backpack for five months. I didn't have TV and all this other stuff, you know, that distracts us. You know, I just had like a, a food bag and some clothes and I was just outside. And I'm like, man, I don't, I don't really need anything to be happy. I could just go outside for free and, so it just kind of made me realize you know what I don't need in life and I don't know I'm not like a minimalist I guess but you know kind of you you
0: realize you realize what the important things are so if there are important things you you appreciate a bed yeah I mean that you you never thought how much you'd appreciate that but I remember after my 10 days I'm just like Oh, I just want to lay in a bed so bad. I mean, I don't care how bad the bad. I I don't think I've had a bad bed experience yeah. since since the, you know in ten years. Just because anytime I'm feeling bad, I'm like, you remember sleeping on the ground? On and yeah. I didn't, I'm trying to remember. I had like the worst, cheapest air mattress imaginable. Mm-hmm. So it was like by the morning, it was gone anyways because I'm yeah. Late. And I'm just laying on rocks and, and, uh, but yeah, I think, I think, I think where you're, you're, you're getting to is just to appreciate those things that are important. And and Mm -hmm. what I started recognizing was the things that weren't important that I stopped sweating them. I mean, it doesn't mean it doesn't enter into my mind and I don't get frustrated, but if I, if I stop myself, breathe and go, this truly doesn't mean anything.
1: Yeah. Like the little petty things and like gossip and stuff like that. It was just like so easy not to get caught up in it because, I mean, the only it's so, yeah, like you said, it's so minute and petty and it's just, it doesn't even matter really, you know, and it's, the, the,
0: it's, the crazy. it's hard to explain, but. Oh no, I, the, the trail changes your perspective. I remember when I finished, I finished the 10 days, I called my buddy Jeremy and um, uh, he, I, I said, Hey, what's up? He goes, not much. He goes, what are you doing? I said, I just finished. He goes, you just finished. Cause he, he hiked with me the first two days. Okay. So he hiked, he hiked about 70 miles with me. And, uh, um, and I mean, Jeremy's, he's, he's a physical freak. He did the A100 first time and finished it. I mean, Jeremy's a beast. And here I am fat me, dragging up the hills behind. him, smelling terrible. And, uh, and, and I call him up and I say, just finished. He goes, I thought you would have quit by now. I was like, no, dude, I pushed all the way through. I just finished. Got it done in 10 days. I'm sitting on route 51 up North Pittsburgh on the Ohio state line. And, and, and then I called my dad and my dad asked me this great question. He goes, so now that you've done it, would you do it again? I said, Oh, hell no. No. Oh, I'm so beat up. Right. And this, this brings me into my next question. Cause you're talking about how, how people can understand how it changes you. Mm-hmm. Because now you've done it, awesome! You finished it, and everyone you can be proud of yourself. People will be in awe of you. Uh, you get done, and and my 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 thing was, I said, "Oh, I'd never do it again." In a week and a half, I'm sitting in my backyard at my child's birthday party on the Fourth of July, going, "I really want to get back out on the trail." <laughs> and and clearly, that's what you did because you decided at that point to go from uh, the Appalachian Trail. And, and, and how long did it take before you decided to do the PCT?
1: Oh, I was, I decided I wanted to do it when I was on the Appalachian Trail. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. so you're
0: already like, I'm miserable. I need to, I need to keep this going. Yeah,
1: yeah I love being miserable and, you know, <laughs> depleted with all my resources. Um, I mean, I, I had a blast, like the entire Appalachian Trail and never thought about quitting. I was like, man, like I didn't want it to end. And I was like, well, you know, there's other trails out there. I'm not scared to quit my job. I'm like, I've never been further west than Chicago. And I'm like, everybody, I met a lot of people on the Appalachian Trail that had hiked the PCT. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going for the Triple Crown or whatever. And uh, they were talking about how great the views were. And, you know, there weren't trees. You know, they call the Appalachian Trail the Green Tunnel. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's like, there's not trees, so you have views all the time. And I was like, man, that sounds great. I'm like, so it was already in my head. And then I pretty much decided before I finished the Appalachian Trail that I was gonna, at some point, do the Pacific Crest Trail.
0: All right, guys, so there's the first episode. Uh, again, we're gonna be, uh, I'm gonna be posting the next episode, chapter uh, 11, uh, here very, very shortly. Please make sure you get on that and finish. Uh, because he's going to be talking a lot about the differences between the, uh, the AT and the PCT. And um, I thought there was a lot of really interesting stuff that he talked about there. And not only that, but just ultimately what, uh, what hiking has done for him as an individual and a person. Uh, so make sure you get up and uh, check that one out as well. Uh, as we leave, of course, uh, just want to remind you all that uh, we really appreciate you listening. Uh, please like, subscribe, share. Uh, definitely share this because I think there's a lot to learn for anyone, whether you're a hiker or just a normal person. Uh, and as always folks live life to the fullest without excuses even in crazy times like these see ya